News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you. Hope you are having a great morning, a good Sunday morning. In the studios here, we have got Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys. You can reach them over at 895-9900. Hey, good morning, Bob. Good morning, Kev. And then Randy Rocky is here with Swan Financial, 645-0736. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. And Greg, my son, back again, does our marketing, our photography. And you amongst can, other amongst things. other things, you want to give out your uh, Instagram handle? Yeah, it's uh, Greg Sicoler, or just at We Sell Louisville. You can find us yeah. anywhere, and you can uh, reach me anytime three seven six five four eight three. In honor of the upcoming Halloween event throughout our area, a little later on in today's show, we have the ten most horrifying decorating trends mm. coming up on today's show. First, let's go to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio, 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Heather. Yeah. I'm selling my home. A buyer put an offer in, and I accepted it. She went through the inspections and two weeks later claimed that my furnace had mold. I had an HVAC company come out, even though I didn't have to, check out the furnace, and it had no problems. She still was able to get out of the contract on financing problems with her loan. Then she came back and put a note on my door that said that my home had mold problems. Mm. She was trying to scare away any other buyers. What legal recourse do I have against her? What can she do, Kevin? That's a wild well, that's one. That's kind of strange and kind of bizarre. It's, yeah. uh, I, I, uh, I guess if you could do a strongly worded letter from your local attorney, mm-hmm. but, I mean, she is doing an act that actually is going to damage you. It's going to affect the value of that property. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something like almost like libel slander of of, of your your asset. So legally, um, can uh, she go after this person if she puts a note up and knows who it is? She could, but the first step is usually to do a warning, yeah. a warning letter. Then mm-hmm. we would then proceed with all appropriate action thereafter. But okay. yeah, it's coming kind of odd. It is a little bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If uh, you would like to ask us a question on the radio, you can record your question anytime during the week. Just simply call 252-1890. That's 252-1890. And you can get more information. Go to asklouisville.com. That's asklouisville.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio, 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Cindy. I've got my house listed, and I have a buyer that's been pre-approved. Two weeks later, the pre-qualification fell through, finding out that the buyer is no longer able to purchase the home. What's going on? Mm, So, Randy, once again, a problem with a pre-approval falling through. It's uh, very sad in our industry, and it's uh, I, I I just can't say and emphasize enough. You need to really be with a reputable company, um, and they they need to do their due diligence. And you guys are very serious about that. Yeah, the color team is really serious about making sure that they have a proper pre approval. It's, it's, it's more important than more just having a reputable recently. company. It's more about having a relationship and having communication yes. lines open. Because nine times out of ten, what we'll hear 
is a communication error with the loan officer and the client or whatever the case may be. If the loan officer didn't get the right paperwork or they're just not following up and then it falls apart. When you have good relationships like we do with Swan and our other people that we do and and many other agents, good agents in the area have good relationships and they will all tell you the same thing. Because when you don't, that's when things fall apart. Well, and also, if you want to have them call me, because I think you guys know there's a lot of situations where uh, people couldn't close someone and we can. So mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, all, all the time. I take it exception with the loan officers who do not do their due diligence up front. 100%. And once again, we just saw another one. And Kevin, what legal trouble do I get in if I start naming names? Uh, you probably would be well advised to go with the Acme Loan Company at this point. Okay, so uh, the Acme Loan Company. Mm-hmm. No, I could if you want to call bank. me. <laughs> and bank. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to call the Acme me, bank. Go to the Kentucky Bankers Association. Uh, feel free to call me. I will give you the uh, the the scoop on which ones we're having problems with. And, I would love to be able to go public with this on a regular basis because I think they need to be held up to a. a blanketly well, say most most of the. Most of your the ones that you have a credit card to in your wallet locally, <laughs> maybe maybe not. You can't <laughs> really make that. Yeah, well, I, mean, the, I wouldn't go. There. I would just say this is such a huge issue. I mean, our huge office issue. we start putting a lot of work in these files. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the main Absolutely. thing is have a listing agent who is very active. Who who is submitting it? Who is the loan officer? There are certain people in the industry yeah. that'll have like a pad of approval letters. You know, if yeah. you can fog a mirror, you're approved, yeah, and everybody yeah, works exactly. it up. Mm-hmm. And it costs a lot of people a lot of money. Well, yes, it does. And that's why yes. we are very cautious when we see a pre-approval letter come in. And I'll advise our sellers: Do we have a problem with this bank or not before they move forward? So, we've talked about this stuff before with yeah. cross qualifications in certain industries and in certain markets where it's so bad where they're actually say we're the listing agent. We get something in. We'll we'll go to yeah. our our people like Randy and say, listen, we want. The only way we're going to approve, and you write this in, obviously, formal legalities out of it, but we want to make sure our people approve them and know that it's good on both sides. They can use their people, but But we'll check. Let me just ask one quote. Randy, what do you need to to, to issue approval letter? What do you need in order to do that? I want their W-2s, their most recent pay stubs. Um, um, That that is the big part of knowing if they can be pre-approved is that scenario. And at the bare minimum, if they don't have that and they've got a pre-approval letter, oh, and then, and then assets if we need it, we have to we have to show that they're accountable um, and you know either check their checking account or what have you. Those three things, but they need to be honest with you too because they could have bankruptcy, tax liens, all sorts of things that won't be caught until closer to the end. And that's where a lot of these ones that we see is that the the problem with the pre-approval is that it, and not with you all because you guys do due diligence, but with a lot yeah. of the pre-approvals is that they're. They're not as in depth. They're not as in depth, but, but they're not also reading the credit report because a lot of those Greg do we'll show. show. Up. Yeah. But yeah. let me—I back up for just a second, just for one more moment, and then we'll move on. Am I wrong when I say that this problem was created by the government who prevents lenders from doing their due a lot of the due diligence that that deeply goes into a, a buyer's background until they make application and put money forward? Uh, no, I think I think you're wrong in that. Scenario. Okay, I think I, I sincerely think that that we have a bunch of uh, loan officers that don't do their due diligence. Okay, or All right. or, or we can go even further than that. What would how where would you? Well, go? just it's a very hot property. If you're going to lose out on it, I need a pre-approval letter. I need it now. Yes. I do business with you quite a bit. Uh-huh. Pre-approval letters issued. I take this deal. Three weeks later, it falls apart. Did anybody lose a job? Did anybody's financial status change? No. It's no. just a shortcut 
to get your deal in so it has a chance of being accepted. But you did do damage to the seller who may be at a loss at that point because the home has been on the market longer. And the other purchasers who did it the right way, they got shoved to the side. See, I think... I think if we were living in a perfect world, right. there would Keyword. be some Keywords. Yeah, perfect world. I know, Keywords. I got it. Yeah, it, that there would be some sort of penalty to the bank or mortgage company or well, lender we know. if they didn't do. Yeah. As Kevin will tell you, if, yeah. and, and I, if you want to go after and sue, you can. It's just how yeah, much right. it's going to okay. cost. Okay. Yeah, good yeah, luck. Yeah, there. it doesn't yeah, make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah really seriously. But the penalty. Luck. Yeah. I mean, All right, let's go back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. We are buying a home and just had a home inspection, termite inspection, and added on a radon inspection. And then we had the property surveyed. A problem just turned up. Uh, The fence and garage are built on our neighbor's property. How do we proceed um, if we want to get out of the contract because of the problem? Can we ask for reimbursement for all the inspections? That is a very interesting question, Kevin. And typically, good that she caught it ahead of time and that's done with a survey right i mean yeah everything else everything else is pretty standard of what we would recommend to do but the listen we used to survey have recommend surveys on every purchase but we got away from that 10 15 years ago right florida does them most of the time but yes in kentucky yes they did get away from so but so it's important and again it's another 400 plus bucks for that survey yeah so, Kevin, what are your suggestions on a legal level here? Well, it's a contingency in most contracts. If you have in there about a survey, if, if there's something that would affect the marketability of the property, which case with a fence, it's usually not a huge issue. You can talk to the neighbor, move it over. Or sometimes you do an easement that Get says, writing, yep. yeah, everybody acknowledges fence is in the wrong place, and if they ever have to reinstall it, they got to bring it back within the lines. The real problem is when there's, say, an attached garage that's over the property line, then you got some real issues. You, you almost have to get your neighbor to deed over you some property mm. or put some type of easement in place. But it's just amazing, too. We're talking about the, the, the standards. No one has done surveys in the last 15 years. So everybody's starting to do them a little bit more often now. Uh-huh. You ought to see all these issues coming up. I've got one. It's oh, an attached wow. garage, pretty much one-third of the front corners Are you over kidding? a setback. So. Well, I will tell you, I'm about to put a fence in. <laughs> <laughs> you better you get a well, survey first. We had a survey done, <laughs> so uh, so I've got the survey, and I know the pins were. And well, the, yeah, so, I'm yeah. curious, just to get kind of technical, is there any implied easement there? That was it the, the se- seven years is the. You get into the urban myth of an adverse possession, which actually does exist, but no one's actually been able right. to, to win a case like that in probably a hundred years. But, you know, usually you can go through the process. If it's over a setback, you can go through the process of getting a variance. But if you've got – and actually, there are some new houses that are built over property lines, which mm-hmm. is a real head-scratcher. That's a real problem. Oh. Yeah, but you basically have a part of the collateral that Randy wants to loan against. It's not on your property. Yeah. It's a problem. And so, yeah, she can get out. Can she recover any money for out-of-pockets? Yeah. Well. If the seller knew about it and failed to disclose, I think you'd have a better case. What's but that keyword known or should have known? Yeah. Well, what wait, happens yeah. if they don't catch it on the survey on the front end? It comes up later and someone has owner's title insurance. Well, that's the other thing. You can ask if you get a survey done. There's a standard Let's say you didn't section. get a survey, Kevin. It's, Let's say it's you not didn't. covered then. It it's is not, not covered, covered on an owner's title That's policy. correct. Okay. Wow. It's called, it's called a survey exception. It's a yeah, standard. You're right. Unless, and most people aren't aware of this, if you actually do get a survey before the closing, as long as you tender that and the underwriter gets a chance to look at it, they will take that. So what happened to Rough River? 
with Rough River, the scenario that came up, I don't know if you heard about that the Corps engineers is making move some of the houses because they're in the core. Would that owner's title cover uh, that? Because it was it was stated not. wrong. It was stated wrong in the actual plat plan. Could be, could be. Okay, and now they went back wow. and readjusted it. Because sometimes in those things, you have the 100-year floodplain line changing in the core and the boundaries of, of what they own, like people with docks. You think it's your dock? It's not your dock. It's a core of engineers because they own the water line up. So if the water line, the high water mark goes up, so you don't think the owner's title was covering that? Uh, and last one is what they happened? Will probably on the, say no. But okay, last one, Louisville Zoo. Oh the, yeah, that's that the, whole. That's the big yeah, one. but that was that was years ago, and they had at that time put in the stipulation that if it was used for anything else other than zoo property, that it would uh, have it needs to go back to the original. I'm owners. with you. Yeah. So what happens on that with the owner's title? Because that just well, came they up. Did pay right that. That. They did pay that. that the was, owner's they, title they, did. The city paid. It. It. Okay. No, city paid. It. City. Well, but everybody got in a lawsuit. But if I own property with yeah. an owner's policy, they covered me. But then the title company actually sued the city oh, to get that. Oh, I got right. you. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but but with yeah. the survey, this is what the other thing is. If you're going to pay the money for a survey, always make sure you ask to take the survey exception out of the title policy. Then it is covered. Those are some really key ah. words for anybody. So two things to take away from this, folks. One, if you're buying a house, it may be worth an extra 400 bucks to do the survey. And two, you buy the owner's title insurance, but take the survey, survey exception, exception as long as you had the survey done. As long completed. as you have the survey done, take wow. the survey exception Learn something out. every day. Here oh, we go. Really in the mortgage industry. There you go. And, yeah. so, and the real estate. Well, I tell people that don't want to get surveys, we had someone in a new neighborhood that got a, about a $600,000, $650,000 house, <laughs> oh. and part of it was on the neighbor's property. So what ends up happening there, Kev? If you a, better be a good neighbor. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, but what ends up happening? Do you have to buy that land from underneath that is part of the Yeah, you words, have redeem? to go to your neighbor and yeah. try to buy and come that up section. with a check to, yeah. to redo the line. But in that case, the builder who had... It fought bankruptcy. So wow. who are you going to go back yeah, against? Who are you going for? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you want to see what sellers are saying about us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com or read about what they're saying about us. Go to LouisvilleZillowTalk.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your phone calls. Plus, in honor of Halloween, we have the 10 most horrifying Ooh. decorating trends. In the studio, Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. My son Greg, you can get him on Instagram at We Sell Louisville. Or at Greg Sekoler. We sell Louisville's easy. You can reach me anytime. Bob Sekoler, 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840, WHAS. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank. 502-895-9900. 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Need a home loan or refinancing? 
you need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Here's a message from Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran. You may have seen Wall Street hedge fund companies advertise that they'll pay you instant cash for your home. Well, I hope you're not considering leaving the sale of your home up to a website. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. Selling your home is easy if you hire the right agent who can give you options. In Louisville, Bob Sokola can bring you an immediate cash offer. He has a track record of getting sellers more money than the average agent. Find out what your home is really worth. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get your home sold. WHAS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, the Kohler team over at REMAX Properties East. We thank you, Barbara Corcoran. We're going up to see Barbara in a couple of months, uh, both Greg and myself, we hope. Greg's wife, Casey's pregnant. That may cause a little bit of a delay from him, but not for me. Uh, thank you. And with our guaranteed sale, our instant offer program, folks, uh, you can uh, cancel at any time. Uh, never any extra fees with our guaranteed and instant offer program. All right, in the studios here, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Son Greg, you get him over at Instagram at uh, We Sell Louisville. Mm-hmm. At search. We Sell Louisville. And you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. Okay, in honor of Halloween, we have the 10 most horrifying decorating trends. If by chance, folks, in the studio, you are guilty of having these, please raise your hand. All right? So one thing is toilet seat covers. Remember when those used to be big? You put a toilet seat cover on. Uh, they, they are definitely out. Wait, not a decoration. This is like one of those. The sits on. It fits around like the, the top piece of seat. carpet on the top of on the, top seat of the, of the yeah. toilet seat. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember growing up, we had those. Hands. What can I tell you? I used to like wipe my feet off before you. You know, whatever. In, uh, <laughs> inspirational quote art. So tired sayings like "Love you to the moon and back," or maybe eat. Or laundry, where the laundry is, and eat where the kitchen is. They're gone. Don't put them up. Oh, the vinyl. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, popcorn ceilings. Popcorn ceilings, gone. I know people who are trying to take them down. Very difficult. Uh, ruffles and florals on window bed spreading, window treatments. They're out. They died in 1980. We just haven't buried them yeah, yet. What was, then what was your all's problem? Because I grew up with those. Yeah, you, <laughs> and I yeah. was born in 87, so... Yeah, uh, late to the game. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't my doing. I didn't do the decorating. <laughs> okay. Here's something else that we see a lot in homes, folks. Wallpaper borders. You know the ones at the top of the, in oh, yeah. the, the, top of the ceiling or near the ceiling of the kitchen? Yeah, those are out. Don't wallpapers making a comeback, but borders not no. much of a comeback. But yeah, I got oh, you. Yep. 
Hollywood vanity lights, and we had them in our house up until we were uh, decorated. They're terrible. Uh, these are these little bulbs that stick out from a fixture. If you've got them, you might want to think about updating because uh, buyers hate them. Round beds. I, I don't know of anybody other than you, Hefner, who had a round bed out. Wood, Shaquille O'Neal maybe had like a custom round bed. Maybe. Wood paneling, Austin gone. Doc yeah. Brown, wood it's paneling. Fun. It's gone. And one of the things you can do, folks, is get some primer, paint the wood paneling, then paint over the primer with a color like a light gray or a white or a tan and it will bring you more light and visibility. Yeah, no offense to any of our past sellers or future sellers, but I cringed when I go in to do photography when and there's a, wood a whole panel. bunch of wood yeah. paneling. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. Vertical come on. blinds, gone. And we had those vertical blinds years ago. They're gone. And artificial fruit. Artificial fruit, the stuff that you put in the middle of the bowl. And yeah, I don't do that not anymore. Not so good yeah, anymore. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Okay. Fresh fruit. Uh, before we get back to the phones, one more bonus thing I want to throw at you because now is the time with the fall here. And getting your lawn prepped for fall and winter. So I think all of us have lawns that we're dealing with. I'm we're, sure a lot of our folks We're do. used to. We have dust right yeah, now. Right now we're yeah. all trying to rebound from the drought. So I'm going to go quick here, but you'll, get, you'll gain some stuff out of this, some suggestions. Uh, cut the grass around two inches in height. So you raised it to three and three and a half during the heat of the summer. Go shorter. Bring it down to two Just inches. And now's the time to do it and um, keep it watered as well. Um, and we're doing pretty well with the water these days. Uh, overseed. Go get some seed. Overseed now so that it actually germinates and it's ready to spring in spring, literally and figuratively. Fertilize. Add some fertilizer now, but check the type of fertilizer you're going to use if you're putting seed down. Uh, and again, in mid to late November to increase the root system before dormant winter months come. Are you doing any of this stuff, you guys? No? I got a company. I don't know. You have a company. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I should have known. Yeah. Apply and uh, pre and post emergent weed killers. Now's the time to kill out your current weeds. Clean up leaves is the final thing. You know, we're going to get hit with these leaves late this season because of the lack of rain. Oh, yeah. I know they're going to come down very quick. In my neighborhood, they were, (laughs) the leaves were dying. Everyone's like, oh, falls. It was like, no, no, no. They just (laughs) died from lack of rain. No water. It's very serious. Anyway, those are are some tips. Hopefully, we we, we gave you something. I don't think we'll have many colors in the leaves like we usually do. Green to brown immediately. Back to the phones now. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Kayla. Is it common for the buyer to ask the seller to pay closing costs? And uh, why are they asking me to pay them? Yeah, yeah, yeah very common. Uh, probably about 80% of our transactions, they pay the closing cost and prepaids. Really? Do, you, do you see the lower-priced homes they're requiring or needing Closing costs? Yes, that that seems to be more of uh, anything under two hundred thousand FHA. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. And, uh, and Kevin, I, so, I should have defined that. Yes, yeah. it's more of the uh, lower, lower, less yes. expensive homes. You're, and Kevin, from closing statements, because you're reading those closing statements all the time, you're seeing the same type of figure? Correct. And that's one of the things with our market right now. Everybody's got some decent income. Everybody's got jobs, but they don't have any money down. So that's really affected certain aspects of the mm-hmm. market. Yeah. So like you said, you're, you're a little cash poor, so you need the seller to pick up some of those that cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sellers, sellers are constantly asking me. And, folks, we, we need sellers because we keep selling homes. So we just closed a, an amazingly large home. Uh, and took two contracts on two different higher-priced homes, and I mean well above 500. And that just goes to show you that the buyer market is still out there. So, sellers, if you're thinking, this is the time. But It's always been out there. The, the, no, the but, misconception was that 
two, three years ago when homes were sitting on the market for an average of four or five months where a neutral market really is. And then all of a sudden this past year we had things flying off the shelves where the it, we were sitting on a two to three month supply in some cases, which made it an extreme seller's market. Yeah. And then people started forgetting what it's actually supposed to be like. And this is normal. This is so we're still sitting without inventory. Right. But what I'm, I'm getting at, though, is that the buyers or, or sellers are asking, why do buyers need money Closing, to yeah. close? But because a requirement of three, three and a half, five percent down by mm-hmm. the mortgage companies, right? Or zero. If they do zero, they still want it, the seller they contributions. They still want the seller yeah, contributions. Zero, three, three and a half. Five. And those contributions uh, help to pay uh, taxes, insurance. Insurance and closing costs. And uh, the loan origination fees, things like right, that. Right, but you can get zero closing costs, but then uh, there's just – It's rolled but, yes. somewhere, yeah. 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 Well, okay. that's the thing. If you need zero down, then obviously you want to put more money. The more money you can put down, the better. You don't have to roll it into your loan. Right. But then that's correct. If you need it, you need it. But just like Kevin to. said, it's there are a lot of people that don't. Right. You know, well, don't there the were money. some stories about how how much the average American has for retirement, and it, it's kind of frightening when you look at yeah. it. a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. So when you want somebody yeah. to come up with twenty grand for a house down payment, it's hard to do. But we um, can get going rolling on this question because let's look at the pension plans for some mm, teachers, yeah. for example. Yes. They were there. They're not there. They and the teachers had hoped it was going to. Well, they paid into it. They expect it to be there. Will it be there? So yeah, that's a there's, a, there's a whole other world that we're not even touching here, folks. Just know we're aware of it, but we're staying with real estate. Uh, if you need to sell your home instantly, by the way, go to LouisvilleInstantOffers.com. That's LouisvilleInstantOffers.com. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Cheyenne, yeah. and I have a question for you. My condo had a contract on it until last week. The buyers pulled out during inspection because the family of the buyer said the door was facing the wrong way. Are you kidding me? Can they really pull out and get their good faith money back? It sounds like it might be a feng shui issue, which we we see on a regular basis. So the things that we uh, and listen i i we, no we, i know i'm just yeah. scoffing at the fact where cause she could it, it, we, we you change as an order? agent knows mm-hmm. you could have just stopped where they pulled out because of the inspection report you know right. you don't need a reason it, it right. didn't have to oh, be really? that the door yeah, faced the wrong way. As long as you had the inspection report, you could say that there was a leveling issue. It's a or very the, subjective the, standard. Right. The roof was older than I expected. But to go out and then say, oh, it's because the door, somebody just. Do you was, have to explain it or you're saying you don't? You don't no, have you to. Don't. No. You can, oh, okay. They can ask it's for it. It's just not satisfactory. Yeah. It's not satisfactory. If okay. you get cold feet on our Louisville contract, and I object to this, by the way. Buyer simply has to have some sort of inspection, terminate inspection, fifty bucks, present the receipt, and they're out of the contract. As long as you haven't signed off on the inspection, but report. That is, this is right? why this is before you sign off on. This it. is why agents have gotten smart because you don't want to waste the seller's time. You want to know because this is the big out, right? All the right. agents know that the inspection report's the big out, and so we we tell that to the, our buyers, but. That's why we make those dates as tight as possible. Well, like ten days, usually ten days at max. And if you and if you have a fear, then you can shorten that up. But you have to have reasonable expectations for the inspection well, to get out there because the contract's an option until you get all that work. Done. Absolutely, it's really yeah. an option. Absolutely, the buyer can walk. And the more skin they get in the game, because they're going to cost on average four hundred bucks to get that inspection. So once they do that, and then they're in there. So it's not like they if they want to get cold feet. Eh, Bob can disagree. We can no, you know, no. I, I I don't like it. But here's something that our agents do. I'm going to share this with other agents who are listening to us right now. If there's a hot house and you need your buyers really want that house, so. 
even before you put the contract in or as you put the contract in, you call your inspector or inspection company. Now, we use Home Team on a regular basis, and they're great because what will happen is they'll set the appointment, and then when the contract goes in, in the contract itself, we write, inspection has already been set for this day Uh and time, which gives that seller a reassurance that this is going to go quick so that they're going to be able to know if there's a problem and they'll get out of this a problem. And the good thing with Home Team, and they're a sponsor, they're part of our show, but the good thing with them is they've got a big group of people. They're vets. They get in there. They get it done as a team. And I Aside from that, I mean, we've been doing this for how long? They have the most comprehensive report, and they're like us where they stay on the edge of the market. Whatever inspectors are going to be starting to do, they've already been doing doing it, and they're doing the next thing that's coming out. All right, so we are just about out of time. Um, One thing, Kevin, and we got one minute, Robot Realtors, there's a story that's come out. We're going to talk about this on the next show. I've got answers for this. Yeah, this is like Robot Realtors from the Big Bang Theory. We'll talk about that on another show. Never going to happen. It, listen, Never gonna either, I agree, yeah. Never completely gonna agree, but I'm sure Kevin, we'll have a but of course, they're going to be robot attorneys for closings as well. Yeah. All right. We want to thank Randy Rocky Swan <laughs> Financial, 645 Thanks, Thanks for being here, buddy. I, I, I think we have job security. Thank we, you, Bob. You do, yes. And, so does, <laughs> and truthfully, so does Kevin Disler. Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895 I can dig a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do it in your hands. My son, Greg, thank you so much Same as always, buddy. for me, right? Yeah. Thank you for being there, buddy. And uh, you can reach me anytime on my cell phone, day or night, weekends. It doesn't matter. I'll pick it up if uh, I'm there. 376-5483. We are out of time. Hopefully, you'll have a great Sunday, and we will see you back here Sunday morning, 830 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS.